We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. KJ Podcast, pumped to be with you on a Wednesday, early February. Hope everyone's year is going great. You got Valentine's Day next week. Order those flowers now. I'm reminding you, I'm giving you football analysis and I'm gonna help you with your wife and girlfriend, your significant other. Come on, you're not getting this everywhere. Welcome to the KJ Podcast. We're gonna do something new today. I'm calling it the off-season five. Five NFL topics that intertwine with the 49ers. Of course, I give you my take. Sometimes it's completely different than what everyone's saying. Sometimes it's beforehand. Sometimes it's wrong, giving you opinions, news, analysis on the San Francisco 49ers. We began the offseason five with something that rocked San Francisco yesterday on Twitter. Pierre Garcon tweets to Malcolm Butler, yo, yo, MacBZ, come to the Bay. 49ers, we got cap space, a QB, and the best receivers in the division are on your team. You don't have to worry about the head coach being all up in the videos, all in the way and stuff. One goal in mind over here, hashtag Super Bowl 53, let's get it, hashtag 49er faithful. That has 3,000 retweets, 6,000 likes. Pierre Garçon making a passionate plea for Malcolm Butler, almost putting a little pressure on the 49ers to at least field a meeting. A lot to unpack there. 
first, let me say this. I know Pierre a little bit from covering the Redskins earlier in the decade. He signed up there with Mike and Kyle Shanahan. Pierre wouldn't say this about any cornerback. Pierre watches film. He studies the league. He knows tendencies. This is a cornerback that Garcon believes in. And he wouldn't throw all that out there on Twitter knowing that the 49ers would have no chance in signing him. He wanted to put a little pressure on Kyle and John Lynch. Pierre was part of wave one of free agency. I think some of the veterans, Joe Staley included, want to see some splashes here. Let's add a lot of veterans. We have the culture in place, the coaching staff, front office decision makers. We're drafting well. Let's get a Malcolm Butler. Let's get a Ziggy Ansah. Let's beef this team up in free agency like the Jaguars did, like the Eagles did. It's not out of the question. So Garcon, I think, putting a little pressure on the 49ers, and I think that's a good thing. This team needs some more veterans. But let's investigate Malcolm Butler, the whole saga of him playing one snap in the Super Bowl. There's a report from a PFF writer that he was late for a curfew, got caught with marijuana, had a meltdown on their coaching staff in New England, and Bill Belichick sent a message Butler denied that, put out his own statement yesterday. He's a huge storyline. Let's delve into Malcolm Butler, though, because there's a little fairy tale that comes along with him. His interception at the goal line against Seattle to win a Super Bowl. is undrafted, goes from unknown to one of the stars of that defense just because no one really has name recognition ever on that defense. Patrick Chung, I mean, they don't have guys that are Hall of Famers ever on the defense. So Malcolm Butler becomes a big name. In actuality, 2015 has a bad season. 2016 rebounds and makes a Pro Bowl. But again, in 2017, he said before the Super Bowl, this season was unacceptable. He allowed a 96.9 passer rating. He allowed a 97.5 passer rating in 2015. He's had two kind of seasons where he struggled. And I get it playing for the Patriots. You're in a shootout. Tom Brady and New England make it so the other team are throwing every down. Stats can't be dissected. Malcolm Butler has made plays. He's had eight interceptions in four NFL seasons. He started 48 times. 5'11", 190 pounds. He's going to turn 28 for next season. I don't know if that's solving your cornerback issues. If you're teaming Malcolm Butler... Bringing down Jimmy Ward, you have a killer Witherspoon, and you draft one, that might be enough, but you don't have a dominant number one corner. I think Malcolm Butler would be a great number two, but you're asking him to do a lot, and he really has got picked on. You can have a film cut up of Malcolm Butler where he looks like one of the worst players in the league. You can also have one where he looks like one of the best. I will say Pierre coming out and saying this and putting pressure on the Niners, he wouldn't do this for every player. You're not going to see Pierre Garcon tweet five, six players, yo, come here. You know, maybe the timing of it, he just wanted to get that out there. I don't know if they, if they have a previous relationship, but it underscores a point, and Pierre Garcon is right, about adding veterans. I don't know if Malcolm Butler is the right one, but a veteran corner? I really love Fuller from Chicago. I don't know if he's going to be available, the Bears might make that a priority. I mean, you just saw Kendall Fuller, Fuller, the Redskins lost him. Their fans freaked out. Players in that locker room freaked out. Kyle Fuller is better than Kendall Fuller at this point. His older brother. Um, I don't know who it is at corner and what decision you make, but 
ultimately, I like that Pierre Garçon came out and said this because I think he's right. I'm not sold on Malcolm Butler. I don't think it'd be a bad play. I, I wouldn't be like, this is not a good signing. I would say, I don't think it's a solution. I think it's another player, but I don't think that he's going to come here and have a five-year career where he's the number one corner and he'll never let Bill Belichick live it down. Bill Belichick would not bench this guy if he knew that he was going to make a 100% difference in the game. Malcolm Butler's had a tough year. The Eagles are an explosive offense. They got burned either way. It's hard to criticize Belichick ever, and this is an opening where you can criticize him. Hey, there's also the Patriots connection here. Does John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, do they want to keep going after Jimmy Garoppolo? Here's a Malcolm Butler. Listen, we'll take pieces who have made plays in a Super Bowl. We need that type of experience. We're still building from the ground up. Malcolm Butler has a ton of playoff experience. That's hard to find in cornerbacks that are pretty damn good, too. New England's just not going to pay him. He was undrafted. They will find their next undrafted thing. Who knows how long Belichick's going to go. But that leads us into our next offseason topic. Josh McDaniels spurned the Indianapolis Colts. Would he have done the same thing to the San Francisco 49ers a season ago? Would he have gotten cold feet? Ultimately, Josh McDaniels, believe it was January 17th, in the middle of the search there, goes, I'm withdrawing my name. He did the right thing then. He just knew coming into this situation, there was heavy doubts about Jed York. Lewis Riddick was the supposed GM pairing. He has never been a GM before and was also in television for a couple of years. He studies the league well, but I mean, it was going to be a risky situation for Josh McDaniels. You have... 49ers had the number two overall pick. Would it have been Mitch Trubisky here? Would they have ultimately ended up getting Jimmy Garoppolo? Would Belichick have been pissed about that? There's so many different scenarios at play here, but just think if McDaniels had done this. Had just lost in the Super Bowl like Kyle Shanahan had, and then the next day flew to Santa Clara, met with everyone, and said, I'm backing out. You would have had a meltdown. You would have had fans rioting, protesting, saying the San Francisco 49ers have no idea what they're doing. They thought they had a deal in place. It does highlight the rule needs to change here. Everyone knows that Patricia was going to the Lions. He did the deal the next day. You should be able to sign your next deal in the postseason because this loophole and this rule, and if Adam Schefter's report is correct, it's Robert Kraft trying to take one over the Colts here and put them in a bad situation because of Deflategate. This is bad for the league. There shouldn't be situations like this. This is bad for the assistant coaches involved. Josh McDaniels really screwed that franchise over. They're interviewing Dan Campbell. McDaniels agent just fired him. Bob Lamont, that's come out now. You break my word, you break my bond. Um, Very shady and shisty. 49ers are lucky. They kind of dodged a bullet here. Josh McDaniels comes here. Things aren't as kumbaya. He doesn't handle the media as well as Kyle Shanahan. Things get that edgy, airy feeling in a building. It doesn't go well. They lose, you know, 10 straight like the 49ers did this season. It would not have felt as good and as positive as Kyle Shanahan turned it into. They made a mistake with Hoyer. They tried to correct it with Beathard. They got lucky with Jimmy Garoppolo. Things fell in their fortune. I don't think we would have this positive of a vibe going into next season 
with Josh McDaniels. Of course, it would have been a completely different situation, but I don't think he would have this team up and running as quickly as Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have gotten it. Jed York dodged a bullet. The NFL needs to look into a rule change. You should not be able to hold a cloud over an organization. And Jim Irsay, it's not like this. he's some great guy. I get it, Robert Kraft. This is egos on the line. Jerry Jones does the same thing. Dan Snyder, Arthur Blank. It's personalities. It's egos. It's competition. It's fierce. This is corrupt, though. This is going against your word. And at a certain point here, the league will step up. Roger Goodell has been good about changing rules, and they're going to change the catch rule. We're going to get clarification on that. The extra point I always bring up, they're willing to solve loopholes here, and I think that will be a loophole that's addressed. It'll be interesting to see how the owners vote on that because some owners may not want to give coaches power like that, and they're okay with this current rule. And they trust themselves in hiring coaches, and then the bad owners get spurned. So that vote won't be 32-0, let's fix this rule. There will be some voting. You learn personalities in the voting. I thought Stephen Ross, he was the only negative vote for the Raiders to leave Las Vegas. I like someone who stands up for something like that. I mean, you don't get that often in those NFL rooms and those votes when they're made public really are um, are something to analyze. So Josh McDaniels, 49ers dodging a bullet. He might have gotten cold feet. This could have been a one and done. If Jed York had a one and done with Josh McDaniels, he went 2-14 and 14 and was like, you know what, I'm out. I This is more than I expected. My family doesn't like it here. We tried. I'm going back with Belichick. I'm going to wait for the, that job or a better opportunity than this. Not out of the question after we've seen his behavior. That would have been Josh McDaniels, Chip Kelly, and Jim Tomsula on a 1-1-1 done basis. What do you do at that point? You are... What are you going to hire? Herm Edwards? You're going to make some dumbass hire for an old legend and have to overpay. That would have been not good, obviously. So 49ers sitting in a great position. Josh McDaniels. Who's going to want to hire him now? It's only New England. You're dealing with the shicey character now. A lot of things revealed there. All right, this is actually big for the 49ers. Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl shows how valuable C.J. Beathard could become. This doesn't happen often in NFL history. You have a backup come in. You normally lose in the first round of the playoffs. Your season's over. Jeff Hofstetler did it with Bill Parcells and the Giants. 1990 beat the Bills in the Super Bowl. Once every 30 years, essentially, a backup quarterback can come in and do this. So... You don't bank on things like this happening, but the Eagles have a great backup quarterback situation. They have great play calling going on. They believed in Nick Foles. This was a guy out of the league wanting to retire and walk away from it and say, you know what, I had a nice little blip on the radar with Chip Kelly there. I threw 27 touchdowns. He could have spent that into an announcing job or he said become a pastor, could have become a coach, whatever. I mean, Nick Foles was established in the league and and did enough. Kept going, working at his craft. Eventually, his time comes. There's a really good team around him. Offense and defense. Eagles really walk into most games and they have a better O-line, a better secondary, better receivers. They're just, they built that team really quickly. Doug Peterson, Howie Roseman deserve a fantastic job. Here's how it relates to C.J. Beathard. 
keep developing this guy now and then in blowouts, now and then. He gets his snaps. He got some very meaningful snaps in 2017. Took a beating. Learned what the NFL pocket looked like. Had no weapons around him. Competed some. Competed enough. I mean, he destroyed a New York Giants team. This was a third-round pick who many thought was going to be a fifth or a sixth-round pick. And someone who may never see an NFL field and be a, a third stringer. Or, you know, hopefully a high-end backup. And that's what he could become is a high-end backup where you never want Jimmy G to get hurt, obviously, but you feel comfortable enough thinking this guy could throw for 300 yards if we really needed him to. And he gets this offense and he's learning and competing with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they did a great thing drafting C.J. Beathard. They put some insulation into that position. It's not, okay, now how do we make sure we have a good backup? We kind of already have one in the building. That is a Really hard commodity to find. Steelers are constantly looking for backups for Big Ben. Nick Foles, listen, he could start in September next year. Carson Wentz tore his ACL in December. I think it's foolish to rush him back on the field. He'll want to get back on the field because if Nick Foles starts 4-0, 5-0, what are you going to do? Are you really going to bench that hot hand? You put in Carson Wentz and he goes starts 1-2, 1-3. There is so much pressure to put back Nick Foles. Do you trade him while his value is high now and say, listen, our coaching is this good. We're the Eagles because Doug Peterson is calling every play right. Carson Wentz is an MVP because we're scheming teams up. We find their weaknesses. We have a lot of talent across the board. Maybe. Maybe they trade Nick Foles. If you're the Browns and you have all these second-round picks, it makes sense to... Create a bridge there so you're not throwing Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen on the field immediately. You just did that with Deshaun Kaiser. It did not go well. Um, Man, yeah, I would think about Nick Foles there. John Dorsey did have him in Kansas City. Didn't really work out. And Chip Kelly did wonders with this guy, though, too. Nick Foles has some talent. C.J. Beathard is kind of... You know, a non-mobile, big, bulky guy back in the pocket. Nick Nick Foles has developed a really good arm on the deep ball. C.J. Beathard doesn't throw a fastball, really. He's more of a touch passer. You're going to have to call different plays for him. It would challenge Kyle Shanahan's play calling. My point is, a lot of teams want to have multiple young quarterbacks on their roster they're developing. A lot of teams can't waste second, third, fourth, fifth round picks on quarterbacks simply because you're the Lions. You've got to Get people around Matt Stafford. You're trying to win a playoff game. These picks could be a home run and the difference between making the playoffs or missing it. So 49ers were smart. They didn't try and hit home runs in their first draft or home runs in their first free agency. C.J. Beathard is going to be a role player behind Jimmy Garoppolo but could ultimately win a playoff game here and there, come in on a spot start. Jimmy G's nicked up. He gets knocked out of the game. You're feeling comfortable with C.J. Beathard, and kudos to Kyle Shanahan for identifying that, developing him some this year, and really, that quarterback room is looking good for the next few seasons. All right, Rap Sheet comes out and says Jimmy G's contract is progressing and then doubles down on Murph and Mack the day after the Super Bowl saying this could be done soon, this week in a couple days, so... Some talking going on there. Not sure if that's Don Yee, Parag, could be Jed, who knows. It's all good news. As Rapsheet says, this hasn't been 
a hard negotiation. This isn't like the Colin Kaepernick deal where they really gave him a bad contract and he didn't realize it at the time. Uh, the 49ers are they're playing ball. They're up at the plate. They're saying, what do you want, Jimmy? Let's figure it out. There's contingency plans going back and forth. Parag's had a while now to prepare for this. this. He's not just walking into this. So, good. I was wrong last week. I was thinking franchise tag. I was saying, if I'm Jimmy G, I have to see what Kirk Cousins signs for before I even sign. You know what? He could be the Tom Brady type where he says, I don't want to put my team in such a lurch where... Let's build this whole thing out. Let's win a Super Bowl. Let's get there next year. Let's play New England. Let's beat New England next year. I mean, I think open, you're not going to hear them say Super Bowl is the goal. Maybe you will. I mean, you have Pierre Garçon tweeting it, but Jimmy G, if he takes a lesser contract, to me, that's saying we want to compete for Super Bowls now, immediately. At least the playoffs will be mentioned as a goal or winning the division probably is, is what Kyle will say. He'll probably come out and say in training camp, our goal is to win the division. We think we have a quarterback and the talent around him to compete for an NFC West crown. You like that type of expectation? Um, I am surprised details did leak out, though. Not, like, thrilled about that, but, you know, people are excited in that building, and it's hard to contain all the information. It's not bad news, but there is kind of a little, okay, when is this nugget going to drop? It's going to be soon. Also interesting, Rapsheet said it might not be Derek Carr money. They might be getting him for less. So that guaranteed number will be the big number. That's what everyone's measured by. Matt Stafford at 91, Andrew Luck 87. Um, I believe Carr is also, he's right around those two. It's expected Kirk Cousins could get 100 if he went to the Jets or the Browns. 100 million guaranteed. Um, absolutely absurd contract extensions going well in that building. They should ask Jimmy G about Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, a lot of people feel that he got played. Jimmy Garoppolo will have a lot more insight into him. He practiced against him for years. Seems like they Malcolm Butler was well-received in that locker room. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, get your number 10 jersey. It's going to be a fun time. I bet minicamp will be fun, too. All these little activities, now you have a quarterback, the excitement is going to be in the air with this team. Um, You know, you have my boy Grant Cohn writing about trading Jimmy Garoppolo while his value is the most high off a franchise tag. Other teams will be willing to give you multiple draft picks and then getting Kirk Cousins. Uh, there's no need to overthink this. Jimmy Garoppolo, this is the moment right now. He's the quarterback that landed on the stoop. He walked in, did his damn thing. His ceiling and potential, we don't even know. It's certainly greater than this. If he's just learning an offense and doesn't have elite talent around him, you would only think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get better. But the NFL defies logic sometimes. His contract is a slam dunk, though. No need to get creative or cute. A lot of clever articles being written, but I will say bringing Kirk Cousins in here would be a disaster, I think. You you just wouldn't end up winning a Super Bowl, and I think you can with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's that simple. That's the formula, not passer ratings or completion percentage and turnover ratios. I mean, stats are stats, and the film is the film. The film of Jimmy Garoppolo is leaps and bounds better than 
what Kirk Cousins did. Kirk Cousins has done more. So, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo could take a step back. I get it. It'll be an ongoing debate. I think 49ers fans will end up being very happy one day. And, man, if you have Montana and Steve Young and then eventually Jimmy Garoppolo, Patriots may have Brady, but you have the quarterback factory. This is where great quarterbacks come. And what Montana and Steve Young have going for them, they've never lost in the Super Bowl either. So uh, 49ers, they get to a Super Bowl, they normally win it. It's funny, Jimmy Garoppolo signs that contract, as I said at the start of this. Super Bowl talk is not too far away. You had Mark Sessler, my boy, NFL.com, said 49ers could be in the NFC Championship game next year. You're going to have trendy picks with this football team, and him signing a lesser contract only validates that. It says he wants to go all in. Let's compete now. We believe. All right, my guy, Philip Phipps on Twitter. He brought up a good point. When and where will the 49ers add a third quarterback to the roster? We're talking Jimmy G, CJ Beathard. There will be one more added to the mix. I It makes sense for it to be a rookie, to be honest. An undrafted guy or someone in the sixth or seventh round. If they accumulate a couple more draft picks, why not throw a dart at a quarterback you never know? I don't know this about Kyle. This will be interesting because he could go pro style just to have someone similar to CJ in case there's shuffling or trade opportunities. Or he could go someone completely different like a JT Barrett or a Quentin Flowers where you have that third quarterback. Sometimes you activate him in a game plan one week. Sometimes he's one of your 46 and you've got some trick play capabilities. You get it to him on a punt return. Kyle could add a little piece like that as a third quarterback where similar to RG3 maybe where you're just using a package or two with this guy coming in, running the option and making some throws. I don't think that's a terrible idea. I do think you could see Quentin Flowers, probably not JT Barrett. He has a lot of work. He really throws interceptions too. But just that gadget kind of piece as your third quarterback who's also a smart guy and proven in college. If they go the pro-style route, there's Tanner Lee from Nebraska. Big, big body. Very similar to C.J. Bathard. Played pro-style up there with Mike Riley. Cornhuskers. Again, though, I'm completely fine with an undrafted free agent too. I don't have the entire list of the quarterbacks, but an undrafted guy that they think is just going to come in there and compete with C.J. Beathard, be a third body in the quarterback room. It's good for another guy to get quizzed, there to be more dialogue in the room. It doesn't get as stale. It might just be even someone with a fun personality, too. You really want to keep things light. Kyle likes personality. John Lynch obviously can evaluate it, too. That is part of the football team. That's part of the Philadelphia Eagles. Their success, you can feel their culture in interviews, on the field, the way they carry themselves. It is a belief and a bond, and it has to be created in football. It cannot be an individual team. It has to be a cast of characters, people bought in. There has to be inside jokes. It's your office. Do you like going to work? Are you on this 53-man roster? Are you having fun every day? If you are, you're more likely to stay longer, put in extra time, get to know your teammates. All of a sudden, you're more motivated on a Sunday to make plays. It's the little things in football. It's psychology. 
it's not that hard to do. Just identify the right people and make sure they're talented and can be coached. 49ers seem to be doing that. I think they'll do it with a quarterback, add to C.J. Beathard. I don't think C.J. Beathard will get traded anytime soon. There were Kirk Cousins rumor trades even before RG3 really began his snag and his downside just because he came in that one game against the Browns. He came in against the Ravens his rookie year. Kirk Cousins delivered. He did. And he looked accurate and polished. And people were like, we will take a chance on anything. So flipping him for like a third and then a fifth, the Redskins drafted him in the fourth. There there were rumors out there then. I don't think C.J. Beathard will be traded anytime soon. But should he make some spot starts this year? Should Jimmy G be banged up? Which would be so unfortunate. But And Beathard came in and looked good. There will be phone calls. There will be dialogue with other GMs in the league just about what you think of C.J. Beathard. Open communication lines are good. Fleecing teams and trades. The 49ers did it some with Chicago. I, I wouldn't expect that this offseason. They're... They have the money to acquire the talent. I don't think they're going to try and hoodwink a team like they did Chicago. 49ers, always something to talk about. The NFL, I know I used to cover the Warriors too. They're, they are melting down a little bit, but it's not a meltdown where it's going to sacrifice anything. I mean, the Cavs, on the other hand, uh, all the hot takes going on. I, Cleveland will be in the NBA Finals. LeBron will be playing there against the Warriors. The Warriors will win in five or six there's drama and storylines now. There's ups and downs in the NBA. But the end result, I would be stunned if it's anything different. Warriors in five or six, the adversity will pass. It happens a ton in the NBA season, especially before the All-Star break. Guys just need a freaking break. So NBA two cents there. I'm a Wizards fan, by the way. We might be trading John Wall. Would that actually be a good move? I don't know. The Boogie Cousins injury really kind of screwed things up there because I would have traded Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre for him. It's a lot to give up, but that's actually a fair deal, and they would have just given you Boogie. And then you have Boogie, Beal, and Wall. And if those three ball out of their minds and you have role players, you can essentially challenge Cleveland and Boston. But the Boogie injury throws a wrench and everything. I, I would not want DeAndre Jordan. All right, NBA talk. I know some of my 49ers fans are probably like, what the hell was that? But this is the off season. There's going to be some different topics to dive into. Shout out to everyone listening back home in Virginia, in North Carolina, in Ohio, Florida, lived all over the country, California, my latest stop. Bay Area, man, it lives up to the hype. It was 70 this past weekend. It was absolutely unreal. My buddy Nabil visiting from Virginia. We just sat on my rooftop. I'm like tan. February becoming a warm month here in the Bay Area. Feel bad for people elsewhere. Like seriously, I guess it's worth being close to your parents. I guess. Love you, mom. But dang, this weather is unreal. See you when you visit in a few weeks. Wow, she's going to be really pissed that I just said that. All right. That's the KJ Podcast. We're winding down. Hope you enjoyed the offseason five. I think that's going to be a nice little, hey, what's going around the league? How does it relate to the Niners? Instead of talking this free agent target that we've done that and it's coming soon. The combine will be coming up. There'll be a lot of headlines coming out of that to analyze. But yeah, KJ Podcast. I like when I ramble at the end. Let me know if you like it when I ramble. 
at the end. As always, the retweets, the favorites are appreciated. I'm on my own network here. You guys have really kept my name out there with all the retweets and likes. It's been phenomenal. Talk to you next week. KJ Podcast, we're out. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family has big plans for Labor Day weekend, but our outfits aren't measuring up. Then get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's huge Labor Day sale is on now. Get 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, 50% off all tees, and 50% off all sweatshirts and hoodies for the whole family. 50% off all those styles? That's a big deal. So is this. Styles start at just six bucks at OldNavy and OldNavy.com. Change of plans. We're spending the weekend at Old Navy. High fashion. Old Navy. Valid 830-93. Excludes in-store clearance. Active licensed and men's package tees. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.